Welcome, my friends, to the Bob and Brad podcast produced by Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. I am Bob, and I'm exactly one half of the Bob and Brad team. And today uh, we are joined by a master clinician, John Gibbons. He's an osteopath from the UK. And uh, I'm actually going to let you uh, listen to his introduction because he provides some of his background, which is very impressive. But if you want to get a hold of him, I want to mention this right now, and I'll mention it again later. You can go to www.johngibbons, G-I-B-B-O-N-S, bodymaster.com.co.uk. I want to do that again. John Gibbons, bodymaster.co.uk. It'll be in the comments below or in the description below. And um, you can actually, if you're interested, you can actually get a hold of him and do a Zoom meeting with him and he will diagnose and treat you, um, which is amazing. Because once you watch this or listen to this uh, show, you're going to realize, I mean, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's got pearls of wisdom that he's just espousing. So check it out. I hope you enjoy the show. I certainly did. And I, we're going to have him on hopefully many more times. Welcome John Gibbons to the program. Hello. I'm pleased to be here and thanks for the invitation. Yeah, this is a thrill for me. I've, I've got a bunch of books here and we'll talk about those in a minute, but, uh, <laughs> and I've got a couple more ordered. Um, and I'm All right, looking okay. forward to seeing them. So, um, so I thought the best thing would be for the folks who aren't familiar with you, if you could provide a summary of your professional background. Okay. Um, well, I'm an osteopath, which is a bit different to the osteopathy in, in the US. So I was actually uh, joined the army uh, when I was 16 years old as a physical trainer, um, which I became after uh, five years of being in. So I joined as a mechanic electrician, which, oh, wow. I think, which I think helped me when I wrote the book on the vital nerves, because it, I, it's sort of like, it's like wiring diagrams. Sure. Like the, yeah. So it's sort of like, it helps me. Um, you know, it's bit. interesting, John. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, Brad has the same kind of background. He worked on he worked on motors in companies, big, hmm. large motors, before he became a therapist. So, yeah. and he always feels yeah. it is an advantage too. No, exactly. Yeah, because I, I stayed in for twelve years. I did. Uh, I, I served with American troops in the, the Gulf War, so I did that one in 1991. So I did six months in in Iraq and Kuwait, uh, and then I left. So I was a full time physical trainer then which basically meant I just taught exercise. I trained as a sports therapist, which sure. is similar to an athletic trainer, like in the US, a little bit, you know, there's an overlap. Sure. And so I trained that. So I did all my sports injury taping and all that stuff. And then I taught for a company and then uh, called Premier Training in UK, where I taught sports massage, sports therapy, personal training. Gotcha. And then I was based at Oxford University, like sports complex, uh, and then I set up a clinic. And whilst I was there, I trained to be uh, an osteopath, which takes five years training. Got you. Um, which then takes me to about 2003 when I qualified. And then I've been running the clinic ever since. I've also taught uh, the master's in sports medicine for Oxford University. Um, so I, I taught that for, for a couple of years. So I've taught the medical students at Oxford. Uh, I've looked after the boat race team at Oxford for 10 years. Um, I am done that for a few years now because obviously, you know, things things come and go. Sure. As they say. 
um, extremely, extremely impressive. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing what you've accomplished because you've kind of got a, you know, a, a slower start in a sense. You were, you know, you had 12 years, you said 12 years into. 12 years. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually so. that's 15 with, with zero qualifications. Wow. Um, yeah. And then when I was writing my first book, I was saying to my mum, I said, mum, I'm going to be writing a book. And she says, really? She <laughs> said, you're going to be writing a book. You struggle to write your name, let alone write. Ah. She was, didn't really say that, you know, as cheekily, but um, she did say that um, I'm impressed that, you know, you leave school with no English qualifications. And then suddenly, however many years later, you're physically writing, writing a book, which, which wasn't easy. And I've done a few since. Yeah, you sure have. Um, actually, they're very well written. Um, so I'm surprised that you have that uh, comment from your mom. So <laughs> like, yeah, you are a prolific author. Um, are your books all directed towards the professional? Yeah, I was, I was looking at a question earlier thinking um, about that, whether, you know, it's almost like a yes and a no. I would say half of my books are more for the therapist. But then I would say half of them, potentially, the, the, you know, the, the, the person who's got knee pain or back pain sure. um, might want to, to look at, say, taping, and then they might buy some tape from, from, from a chemist like Walmart or something, sure. and then might say, well, well, let's have a go. And then in the book, you've got QR codes, so then that will take you to YouTube. You can then watch the video of me teaching you how to do it, and you think, well, you're not going to cause any harm as such. Right. You know, if it's like you, your wife is applying it on you and knee and you think, oh, you know, it's either going to be, yes, it's helping or I'm not really sure and maybe not. So, but it's not going to cause you any harm because the tape obviously has, has lots of stretch. So, so, you know, yes. And even one of my books, I've seen lots of patients who are, where is it, who have seen me over the years and they said, I've read you a glutes book and I love it. Some of it, it's a bit technical, you know, with anatomy. And sure. Stuff, but over but overall, I like the way you have your case studies about, you know, like a lady has shoulder pain and you thought it was by a weak glutes. So then by trying to strengthen the glutes, it took away your shoulder pain. And people say, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe that uh, most people would look at my shoulder and don't even consider it's coming from. Another, yeah, that was structure. the uh, kind of what would you call it? The sling principle? Yeah, the slings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I wrote an article many years ago called... Um, uh, put in Maximus back into your gluteus. <laughs> so, and that was way before I wrote the book. And because the article was like, you know, almost like a revolutionary really for people, they're like, wow, we loved it. Are you going to be writing a textbook on that sort of subject? And I thought, ah, well, maybe. And, and I do have an interesting story. Many years ago, um, my son knew I'd written one book and he said, dad, are you writing, what, what, what's that book you're writing? We was in Turkey on holiday and I got my laptop and he said to me, are you writing another book? And I go, uh, yeah. But at the time, trying to explain to a, you know, like a, like a, like a boy who was 14 years old sure. about, about what the gluteus maximus does and the gluteus medius. And right. Things. And I'm saying, well, I'm writing a book, Tom, about, about your bum muscles. <laughs> He's like, really? Dad, you were writing a book about the bum? <laughs> and he said, how many, how many words have you written? And I said, I looked down and I said, I'm on about 25,000 words. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, 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 my God, Dad. I cannot, I'm going to tell all my friends you were just weird. 
Uh, <laughs> and then like a year later, he says to me, Dad, you still write in that book on the bum muscles? I said, yes. But by now, you know, it was published and I, and I got right. 60,000 weeks later. Yeah, he was really shocked that someone could spend that long, like a year and a half, two years, writing sure. about just one area. Uh, but um, but it seems to be pretty popular. I haven't read that one yet. And um, I actually, I've, um, I got, yeah, the muscle energy te yeah. techniques, uh, the vital shoulders. Yeah. And, um, and this is the one that talked about the glutes too. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 And, well, that's the older one. It's pretty indented. Yeah. And the and K then, tape. Yeah, the K tape. Which, by the way, um, I share your philosophy on, you know, basically showing people, you know, and there's no harm if it goes well. Uh, it's going to help them. So I, I, and I, yeah, I teach lots of therapists. So if, if well, let's rephrase that. If a patient sees me and she says, you know. You know, I've, I've applied tape to her knee. She says, well, would I be able to do that? And I said, well, you can. I've got like self-help videos where you can do it. So I've already shown her. I've almost cut the strips for her and given them to go away. Right. So it's just a matter of applying it. And I'm saying, well, maybe if you're not sure, bring in your boyfriend or your husband and I'll teach him how to do it. Exactly. I think that, you know, in your own home environment, um, you're not, not you're not doing it on on people and charging money, and I think I think it's very safe to to do that. And, and why not? You know, there was a lady who sees me, and she every time she walks up a mountain, she's okay. And I like <laughs> mountaineering, being up. Um, but many many people say when I walk down the hill, right, my knees are gonna my knees are gonna hurt. Exactly. What can I do? And I say, well, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to climb the mountain in a week's time. I'm not, you know, you're not really going to get eccentrically strong in your quadriceps um, to help you go down. Right. Every train up, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Master, it's up training, running uphill, you know, like on a treadmill, but you never yep. really train to go down. Um, so I said, well, you know, the tape will help you. I said, take some tape with you. When you get to the top of the mountain, tape your knees and let me know. Send me a text when you get down. And she sends me text saying my knee pain is like oh my god. So now she tapes all her friends. Oh, it just yeah. It so all, actually, her, all her girlfriends, she tapes think, all their knees. I think you didn't you mention that um, you started your taping and you were a little bit inspired by Brian Mulligan and uh, uh, no, McConnell. Ron, uh, yes, Jenny McConnell, who was an Australian physiotherapist. Yep. So, like with taping, I always say there's four methods of taping. You've got the standard, you know, like, like if you have athletic trainer right. principles, exactly. you have the white stuff, which is the zinc oxide. Uh, but then you've also got a brown tip by McConnell, which is a leukotype, which is right. really very good for controlling knees and shoulders. Um, I was also taught by an American uh, ATC called Ron O'Neill. You, you probably know that name. I actually um, don't. Yeah, well, he does all the Super Bowl teams. Oh, sure. Uh, I think he's retired from that and basically spends a lot of his life now lecturing. Uh, this is a few years ago now, but he has a taping method called Power Flex and Power Tape. Mm. And his own sort of like system, but then the UK company in Andover, uh, the tape bin, um, they, they supplied it and they taught me. But Ron O'Neill, it's like, oh my God, he was super fast. You know, I thought I was good. Sure. Yeah. But he was so fast. It was he would take every athlete before every game and every training session using this system because of the insurance. Uh, and then obviously the fourth method, which is now the kinesiology tape. Right. In, in England, it is 
so popular compared to athletic tape. I used to teach athletic taping once, once every month. Yeah, but now I don't teach it at all because no one almost, you know, even though that everything has its place and I love athletic tape, uh, but almost like that skill of learning it is hard to learn it now in, in UK. You can, yeah, but there's no one near as many companies offering, offering the, the techniques. Gotcha. Like, Kinesiology taping or kinesio taping by you know uh, Kenzo, um, you know it's very popular with lots of people. Well, one thing it surely stays on better. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, going to some of Kenzie courses, they'd have you tape, and hmm. a lot of times the tape would, you know, especially on a hot day, would come loose very quickly. So. Yeah, uh, I think when I wrote the book, I think there was about sixty different types of taping product. And I wrote it a few years ago now, but it must be maybe about 100 now. I bet um, you. Correct. Yeah. You can actually buy, like in England, there's a cheap shop called the Pound Shop. <laughs> it's almost like a dollar shop. Yeah, so that's what we have. Me, John, have you seen the, the, the dollar K tip? And I go, well, no, I wouldn't buy it anyway. I'd buy it to show, but I wouldn't buy it to use. Right. Because most of the time, it doesn't stay on. Right. It doesn't stick. It comes off. And also, it can cause you know, a potential reaction. Exactly. Like skin allergies and all sorts. I and mean, the problem is if it does cause a problem, what are you going to do? You know, are you going to go to the dollar shop and say, you know, this tape causes right. a reaction with my friend or patient. Right. They won't do anything with it. Whereas at least with a KT product or uh, the Kinesio tape or rock tape, you spend more money. And then at least then, you know, it's going to be more, more valid. Um, and right. then Rocket in particular, I'm sponsored by, uh, and it tends to stay on for a lot longer. But they do a variation. They do like a water-based one called H2O. So that uh, that stays on even better. Have you found any patients? I know with the uh, with the Luco tape and the mm -hmm. underlying tape that you put underneath it, um, well, it sometimes my patients would be fine for a couple of weeks, but then they develop an irritation after that time. Um, yeah, when you see. Um, when you see like the McConnell taping for the shoulders, when they when they have like a white strip down, yeah, yeah. then they put the loop tip over it. They leave it on for maybe, you know, it's not very good with water because it's a cotton-based type yeah. of tape, quite firm. And it's quite and it can be very reactive to sensitive patients. But when they take it off, some some therapists might almost like rip it off. Oh, sure. And that's gonna cause a reaction. And then when they come and see me, you see these two definitive lines. Right, exactly. Almost like, almost like a reactive. You know, it's almost like it's almost like a, a rash. Yes, and it's exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for clarifying that because I think that's what my patients were doing. You know, they were taking it off before they showed up, and when mm -hmm. they come back, it'd be all red, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, you're reacting to the tape. I can't do it anymore." Yeah. You know? But I do think the the micro because the idea of a micro pore as you probably know, is basically to protect the skin from the brown sticky stuff. Sure. Because if you put brown sticky stuff on, right. uh, leave it on for a few days, that is quite difficult to get off. Right, um, right, exactly. It will cause, cause an irritation. So the white stuff is only to protect, really. Um, I mentioned this in the introduction, which you didn't hear, but um, I always like to address, you know, early in the conversation, you know, people who are interested in your books, they can find them on Amazon, correct? Um, and well, the sister company is in, 
I'm not sure how you said Berkeley or Berkeley near in uh, Los near Los Angeles, Berkeley. Is it? Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah. So North, North Atlantic Books is like the publisher John Hutchins with Lotus Publishing is obviously the UK uh, publisher. Sure. But like a sister company in the US known as North Atlantic Books. Gotcha. Um, so obviously you can buy the books on, in, in the US on Amazon.com. So it's quite easy to get the books. And it's probably better and cheaper because for me to send you like this book to any book to the US will cost me about 30 US dollars. Exactly. For one book, which is exactly. more than the cost of a book. Right, right. And we find that all the time. So, and yeah. I'm going to mention your website again. And you wanted to mention this is the one that you wanted me to mention was John Gibbons Bodymaster.co.uk. Yeah, .co.uk. Yeah. Yeah. And you do, are you still teaching courses? I mean, are you, are there, uh, they call them CPD courses, correct? Yeah, uh, CPD in England is like continual professional development, but I think in the US it's known as CEU. Use, correct. Yeah, continual education. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very similar concept because every therapist, if you like, has to do so many. Um, if you asked me this question in March last year, I yeah. was probably teaching maybe 80, 100 therapists a month, depending where I was. Sure. Obviously, since the COVID happened, um i've hardly taught since then i've done a few courses but not much i've almost postponed them all which meant i think well what do i need to do now and i thought well i need to do something because we don't know how long this is going to go on for and i've right. only literally just started in fact today i've only literally added dates for september onwards but i've only done like one course um like i've only done 10 courses in four months and i might sure. teach courses a month so um so then i decided to then to do to do online courses and then a friend of mine called sarah jane who's like a marketing lady that helps me mm -hmm. that you, you a team she said john you've got all these videos on youtube so you've got the books you've written she said you've got all this content that is just sitting there and you need to almost make it accessible online yeah so I said, yeah okay so then I started with uh, the muscle energy technique so I could use the chapters as the content and then videos sure. around that. And then it's got questions on each. You know what I mean? So by the time, it might be like 50 lessons. So it might take sure. you, like a one day course is say 60, 70, 80 lessons. It might take you three weeks. You get a certified uh, piece of paper at the end, so certified and accredited. Um, and then it, it's slow time. You, should, you know, you'll do it. And then if you have any questions, you ask as you go through. And now I've got uh, 11 certified and accredited courses, and I've got two mini courses, one on uh, the anatomy of a lumbar spine. So sure. learning a little bit about the lower back and a little bit about treatment and, and, and anatomy. Yeah, and then medical conditions. That's only, it's not much money, maybe 40 US dollars for the course. And I've got the shoulder one is called muscles and motion of the shoulder so it's like a little taster sure. so um it's like a little bit of the big course um and if people like it they go oh i like that course it, it's almost like a feeder do you know what i mean so then they go oh, right I like exactly it. yeah because i never ever thought i would utilize the online but you know almost i was almost forced and now sure. when i look back i think 
it's fantastic. Yeah, you know? it's the right way to go. Yeah, the comments oh, yeah. I get. And then the bonus is I've had, you know, I'm a, I haven't had many therapists from the US who come over to do my courses, but I do have a guy from Orange County who comes over every year. His wife is is a very high up doctor in in uh, Cambridge, if I go to Oxford. I see. And so he comes over. He's an osteopath and he studies with me. But now he says I don't need to come over because <laughs> I, I can do the course online. Sure. I don't have to pay flights, um, and I can just do it in my own time and his lifetime access. So that's perfect because it allows people in the US and Australia and New Zealand and everywhere to everywhere. do the course. And then. Yeah. Yeah, you, and, your and output is in, incredible. Yeah, you're, you're, and uh, if they want to find you on YouTube, just type in John Gibbons osteopath. Yeah, yeah, and they'll find they'll take it right to you. Um, you don't have Facebook or Instagram, or do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Instagram, um, I think I'm known as uh, the Body Master. Okay. Yeah, so they just search for John Gibbons Body Master. They'll probably sure. see my face. Uh, Facebook the same. Okay. Um, yeah, so the Body Master Method on Facebook as well. That's mainly for therapists or so, um, you know, if you want to ask me any questions, you can ask them, you know, if you watch a video, you can ask me a question or on my website, you can just send a, a message via email. But again, a patient, if someone wanted to do a, a Zoom, yeah, basically treatment with you, yeah. they could get a hold of you on their website and they could be able yeah, so to if do something. JohnGibbonsBodyMaster.co.uk and just look at about so about me on there it talks about you know if you do have any issue that you want to discuss then you can book a Zoom call with me so in fact I did one recently there was a, an English guy but he's a he's a like an actor but he's in the US and in Atlanta so he oh. asked me he asked me about his back pain um, so he was trying to show me some things in his hotel room, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to say, well, can you do this? And can you do that? And sure. And like, oh, I can't, you know, and I'm saying to him, it sounds like it's a hip problem because he couldn't really cross one of his legs. Sure. And then as it's mainly in my back. So, um, so he, so he'll come and see me in July. So yeah, that's fine. I can. Awesome. And a, yeah. And a climber, um, he, he's, he does the climbing around El Capitan. In California, but gotcha. big tab. Yep. Yeah, because there's a guy who did that recently. Um, I'm not sure of his name, but he did it free climbing. It's like, yeah, which is amazing, amazing documentary to watch this guy do that. Yeah, but he was a climber as well and, and knows that guy who climbed it. So so I talked to him about his shoulder pain. Awesome. Yeah, and again, you are the body master, without a doubt. Um, so as we mentioned, you are the expert on Kinesio tape and um yeah. So can you explain the different purposes of a kinesio tape? Yeah, it's um if I was trying to explain it, um you know, obviously when I explain it to my student therapist, it'll probably be different if I was explaining right. explain it to my friend who I go running with because uh he he likes the kinesio tape, but trying to explain it to him. Um, but if you think about the logic behind it, like normal athletic tape, when you pull it, has no stretch. So it is very obvious what it does because it will provide stability. Like for an ankle, if you've gone over on your ankle and you sprained it and you want to, let's say you want to play football with your son on a weekend and you're like, well, sure. what should you do? You put a little bit of tape on and it stops it from going over. So it, it does give you protective and stability. 
The downside is, is that it can feel quite tight right. and restricted. So it almost like, it's like um, when, when you have a dislocated shoulder, you can potentially tape it to stop the shoulder from externally rotating. But then you've got to ask yourself a question, why, should, why are you actually playing rugby or you know, American football with a dislocated shoulder? Right. You know, but you're trying to prevent it. But then you know, you've paid 10000 or a million dollars for this guy, you know, the Super Bowl player, and he obviously has to play. Right. Yeah? But he will be restricted. Now, with, as you probably know yourself, with kinesiology tape or kinesio tape, and you know, the kinesio tape is obviously trademark to Kenzo, right? Like kinesi tape and things like that, kinesi tape. Um, then it has, generally speaking, between 120 and 180% stretch, depending on what tape you buy. But let's say That's it's 150% stretch. So because it has so much stretch, it's not really going to give you the support that the other tape would. However, sure. when the tape is applied, people have said and will say it feels supportive mm -hmm. so they do feel benefit from it but what it allows it allows you to then participate in the sport that you would like to do without you know if you've got a ball in your hand and you want to throw the ball right if you've got athletic tape on you probably couldn't do it whereas with kinesiology tape it allows you to have that sort of stretch and because you are stretching the tip it almost acts as a recoil so it's almost like you're almost like like a spindle in the muscle sure you stretch there's a sort of like a recall, so it won't allow you to go so far because there's an end range of the tape. So gotcha. It, it yep. will limit to a point. Um, so it, it does give you some sort of like perception of support, and people like that feeling without feeling like it, it's restrictive. And I can I can go for a run with my tape on my hamstring, whereas if I've got athletic tape, I probably couldn't. And then it's you know like a plantar fascia taping. Whenever I tape it, the white stuff. It almost causes a restriction and blisters. Yeah. Whereas with a K tip on and I stretch the foot ready, then people say, I don't even know it's on, but I still feel there's a benefit from that. Now, if you've got some swelling, potentially, if you apply the tape to an area that's swollen, like a knee, then they reckon that because the the the, the thickness of the tape is similar to the thickness of the skin, mm -hmm. that and because you put like a maybe like a little bit of stretch on it because it causes like a little recoil it causes like a microscopic lifting it's, it's difficult to prove that um, yes. because the research you know is, is like it was interesting when i when i because i'm involved with rock tape uh -huh. and, uh, yeah and uh you know and sometimes they say that they don't really truly understand exactly how it works to reduce the swelling component but the theory is that rock tape say it causes like a BLM, which is a biomechanical lifted mechanism. So they believe it causes like a lift, even though it's microscopic. And then it allows, because the, the fluid is normally passed by the lymphatic system. Obviously, if you, if you damage something, you have the, the redness and the heat and the pain and the swelling. So it's gonna be red, hot, painful and swollen. It's just the way it is. And you can't stop up because by the time you treat, put an ice pack on it, it's an hour later and it's swollen. You think, well, what do I do yes. now? Yes, you can compress it, but you are compressing fluid that can't really be compressed. And then I think Kenzo said many years ago, he said, well, rather than trying to compress it, well, why don't we try to, to lift it and give it space? 
and allow it to drain. Yeah. So gotcha. one of my friends um, in, in, in Ireland, she, they did a study with um, like an arm that was swollen because mm-hmm. this lady had a mastectomy. So she had a breast removed. And um, she was fed up wearing this arm bandage, you know, like a bandage, the compression bandage on the arm. Right. And they said, well, why don't you try the kinesiology tape? And she's like, well, okay, I'll try it. Yeah, so it, it's almost like fanning on the arm. Mm-hmm. And then she found that it was almost like more comfortable to wear. It had the same effect as what she said. And then the swelling, because swelling causes pressure and pressure causes pain, if we can reduce the swelling somehow, we can reduce the, the irritation to the pain receptor. So, sure. so she had this on. So, you know, she was almost the advocate for that to say, well, I like it. I can leave it on longer because it's normally three to five days. Mm-hmm. And then she felt the benefits. But the research around that is in it, it's almost like minimal, to be honest. There's lots of research. Some is positive, some is negative, and some is almost like debatable. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, sometimes if, you know, the, the research, we are, if I'm doing the research, we try to be positive, but it's going to have an effect. Yeah, rather than being, oh, it doesn't work and, it, and it's a negative outcome right. from that. I mean, so, you know, everybody would inspire to say, well, it, it, it has an effect. But to say exactly how and why and what it truly does, you know, we're probably not there yet to say, you know, it, you know, um, you know the, the true effect of it. Sure. You know, and, and I, like I have that. to tell you, John, that was the best explanation I ever had of K-Tape. And uh, I mean, that was fantastic. Just to... Uh, that alone we have to make a clip of for the therapist so um can you name three conditions that you found the kinesio tape has really helped you feel like it's like one of the top three things you do you know yeah uh well like the knee for instance i always say to patients that more often than not, and, and, I, and I probably would say, because I've seen maybe 100,000 patients, if not more. Oh, wow. And knee pain, very, very common complaint. And it seems to be more in females than it does in males. There's probably many reasons for that, because of the, you know, like a lady has a curve and a exactly. to the, the Q angles increase. So there's lots of reasons. And like I always say, that the knee is the weak link in the chain. So most of the time, the knee is symptoms and the cause is something else. Sure. But many, many therapists will look at the knee and treat the knee and tape the knee, which is fine. But the success rate is not very good because it's not really the knee's fault. So I normally would use a little bit of K-tip more than other tape because it feels a lot more comfortable. So what I would normally do is put a very simple sort of like um, a strap either side of the patella, either side, just like look at tape but physically pull it over mm-hmm. and keep it in. Yep. The downside is, is how much do you pull it? Right. Because you don't really know. Yeah. And then the idea would be that we have to activate the inner quad muscle to try to maintain it. The problem is if you've got knee pain, then that little muscle, the vastus medialis or the oblique fibers, if you believe it is an oblique fiber will atrophy. And I think Chris Norris, Dr. Chris Norris said within like 10 mils of fluid will cause a muscle to waste. Okay, so you are gonna you can use that term maltracking, yeah, if you want to. Sure. Uh, no, the true name is patella femoral pain syndrome, but maltracking or anterior knee pain is is generic, you know, knee at the front, you know, pain at the front of the knee. So when I put in a little bit of K tip, so let's say I've treated that area, 
then I would say typically to the female that I'm going to put some tape on, I'll teach you how to do it. And this seems to work because what we have to try and do is reduce the symptoms, i.e. the pain. When the pain is reduced with a bit of ice and a bit of like K-tip, which is easily applied, and the patient can do that themselves, then you can say, well, let's look at instigating an act activation for the medialis muscle. But also the other muscle is the glute medius. So because most people train the glutes by squatting, mm -hmm. and what people don't realize is the watches, everyone's obsessed with, oh, I did 10,000 steps today, or I did 12,000 steps. What they don't realize is we're on one leg or the other leg. And when we walk downhill, we're on one leg or the other leg. But not many people train on one leg. So to stabilize the knee, to prevent the pain from recurring in a month or two or three, we almost have to do a simple exercise on one leg, not bending, not single leg squats, just standing on one leg and trying to activate the glute. And a strong glute is a stable knee. So the K-tip can work quite well in conjunction. It's not, it's like a toolbox. Do you know what I mean? There's like muscle energy techniques is in there. Sure. I'm an osteopath, so I can, I can manipulate. Sure. And then obviously kinesio tape is in the box as well. And I think, well, what am I going to use today? And I think sometimes I think, as a lady, she had knee pain for 38 years, and, um, and I applied a bit of tape, and she stood up, she went up and down stairs, she's like, oh my God, that's the first time I've been able to walk downstairs in 38 years, yeah, you know, maybe she saw me because she believed, you know, because I've written a book on K-Tip, and she said, like, you sure. are the master of taping, she, she was almost getting better just by talking to me, yeah, and then by me doing something for her that right. I believed helped, she walked downstairs, she's like, I'm not just saying this, John, but my knee pain has gone away. Oh yeah. my God. I said, it's not going to be as easy as that. Apply the tape, do these exercises, and hopefully in, in a few weeks, you know, don't expect a miracle in, in, in a day yeah, or uh, on an hour. Um, and that seemed to work. Um, that seemed to work quite well. So, if, another one. If yeah. you, uh, just real quickly, if people are interested in that procedure, they could go to your YouTube channel, correct? Yeah. yeah, just, yeah or just your put, book. Um, or my book be... with the QR codes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So they could look. Yeah. So that like tape and technique. Uh, where is it? I'll just find it quickly. Yeah, like a simple one like that. So it's only uh, two strips of tape. You John, know, hold it. If you want to hold it up a little bit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Oh so yeah. Like this one here. Too. Yep. So one goes from the top to the bottom, and one goes from the bottom to the top. So yeah. it's just around. So the kneecap is in the center. And I've done that, and I've lost count how many times, and it's been, you know, 95% positive and 5% negative, probably. And then there's a QR code, um, but you can do that. So it's, it's, I always say to my, my therapist, that's the most simplest technique you will learn, but I believe is almost like one of the most effective, because you'll see knee pain all day, every day in your clinics. Right. Um, you know, it's not going to cure it. It's going to reduce some of the symptoms to then, look at addressing why because you might be looking at the foot you know the biomechanics of the foot yeah you know you might do look you know some it might be the footwear like as i said the knee is the weak link in the chain you have to look below to the knee and you have to look above coming down so any hip pathology hip problems knee pain any foot problems knee pain so if I you heard, don't address yeah. those areas i hear address those areas i hear it mm. referred to as upstream and downstream i like that yeah. 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 You know, if, 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 a, if a patient says uh, they, they only looked at my knee 
I'm like saying, well, you need to go and see somebody else because the knee, more likely, there's nothing wrong with it. You need to be looking at the foot, even like the great toe, but, well, the big toe. If the sure. big toe cannot extend at least 45 degrees plus, then it means that the, the dorsiflexion, the walking, the propulsion phase of gait um, is going to cause you, um, you know, to have symptoms in like the knee or the hip. So I always like just lift up your big toe to make sure the ankle I, I lift up. Uh, and then we move on to the to, to have a look at the knee. Because most John, of the time, there's nothing wrong with the knee. This stuff is just golden to me. I mean, I, I just find this so useful. Uh, you, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You were talking about, you're going to go to the second thing that you were going to mention. Yeah, the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, like with, sh with shoulder pain, um, you know, I train quite a lot, and hopefully I still do. Uh, even though I'm getting a bit older now, but still, you know, the, the mentality is still in, <laughs> uh, ex-army physical trainer. So I still like to, to we was doing um, a Tabata training on TRX this morning. Oh, um, sure. My partner. Awesome. Yeah, so that was, that was like for an hour, so squatting and, and all that stuff with, with, with the, you know, the TRX. Yeah. You know, suspension training. So we, we like all that. Uh, but yeah, we're like with a shoulder. Um, there was, um, it was like, a, like a guy in the gym. And sometimes, you know, we see these people training and then they do a particular exercise, like it doesn't really matter, like say like a shoulder press. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they do it say 10 times and afterwards they go, oh, my shoulder almost hurts. And they rest for 30 seconds and they go, and they do the same exercise sure. again. And afterwards they go, oh. <laughs> but it's only on one side. So more like they've been causing like, like a little bit of an impingement. Right. Um, and a lot of the time it's, it's, I always say it's almost technique orientated. So instead of, the bar say behind the neck and pushing up which is i don't believe it's it's a functional training exercise but whenever do you ever do that correct yeah, you know if you're going to change change it to the front correct um but a lot of time I'm, i might put a, a simple bit of tape on the shoulder coming from the front just around so mm -hmm. when that person reaches they the tape doesn't stop them it's an awareness so they're like sure. oh tape on I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't like stop you from doing it. Um, so sometimes a simple bit of tape from the anterior, from the front of the shoulder here, just to the back. I'm not sure if I've got a picture of that in this book. Uh, it's in my, have I got it in my shoulder book? I might have it in my shoulder book. Uh, I think I'm using uh, athletic tape in this one because I do have a section on tape. In. It's I interesting. I used, to, I used to do something similar um the yeah. same thing yeah so this is oh using yeah very there. simple yeah yeah instead of using two strips of this i just use uh like a standard piece of uh, k-tip and then i put the arm you can't see it there but i'll put the arm into an extra rotation position and then i'll tension the tape so what i sometimes do is i i almost take out the tension so rather sure. than placing it with no stretch, I stretch it, you know, a good 75%. So I take the arm out and I tape it. So there's, so the tension gets taken up quite quickly. So a lot of people, even both shoulders. So like now, like sitting in front of this computer, yeah. I was to, you know, like just let myself just slump. And then I lift, I think I can see easily how you'd get almost like a, like an impingement on the shoulder. Yes, exactly. Whereas if you just got a bit of, tape but you can leave on for five days um so every time you slump and you go oh, 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 tape tapes on i'll sit up yeah and then it just seems almost like it just switches something on 
And that seems to work and it's very simple. You know, the wives or the husbands will do that. Uh, leave it, you know, apply it on a Monday, put a tension tape, and then leave it on to Friday, have a weekend off, and then reapply it on the Monday. But it's not just about, you know, you, you've got K-tip on for the rest of your life. It's, you know, we add in the, the stretching of the pectoral muscles, the activation of the rhomboid exercises, do you know what I mean? So they'll yeah. lengthen, and then they'll activate the rhomboids. A bit of band tied off to the pen, fence yes. post, and, yes. and they'll just do 10 rests, 10 rests, and, it's, and it just seems to... So the next time they sit, they'll almost be sitting upright rather than just going back to the normal forward head posture. It's like having a personal trainer with you all the time, reminding yes. you. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, th I think that one works. I think that one works quite well. And it's very simple, that one. So anybody can really do that. And it's almost like, I always say it's like a trial and error. Try it. If it works, stick with it. If it doesn't right. work, try something else. And I always say to my student therapist or anybody, you know, there might be um, 10 applications for the hamstrings tape and i'm saying and they said john which one is correct and i go they're all correct because it's not about me and you it's about your patient or your athlete i said try it if it works for them and they like it 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 works and i said if they don't like it because they'll soon tell you you know i mean i looked after oxford university students for for 18 years they'll soon tell you if they don't like it uh so it means that you have to try a different technique so, is, you, um, and I think John, yeah. is your rock tape available on Amazon? Uh, yeah. It yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, we'll put a link to US. that. In yeah, the US? So rock tape. US? Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. Okay. Yeah, it's a multi million pound company. In fact, I think it originated in the US. That way, people can know they're getting a quality tape if they want yeah. to try this. So, yeah, rocktape.com. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like rocktape.net, uh, but um, it is you know it is a little bit more expensive than others. But um, I always say you know you always pay for what you get. Sure. Yeah, if you buy 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 cheap, you pay twice or something, something like that. I'm gonna veer. I'm gonna veer a little bit here now, just because you yeah. brought up hamstrings. My wife's had a yeah. high hamstring problem. It'll flare up okay. every so often. I've tried lots of yeah. things, but I, how would I tape that? I mean, there's a lot of different well, ways, I'm obviously. Yeah, well, if, it's, if you think about the attachments, where the hamstrings obviously attach onto that ischial tuberosity, mm -hmm. it's not that easy in reality to tape that. Mm -hmm. you know, imagine she's lying on the front on a couch or on, on a bed. To tape it in that position is a little bit unrealistic because you almost have to lengthen the tissue first. You have to do what we call a preload. So um, you almost have to lengthen, then you apply tape to lengthen tissue. I see. Yeah, because... So you're taping in a position that you would need, like if she's running and obviously the leg is coming forward, if you tape the muscle to shorten, she won't be able to come forward and then she'll have other issues of a quadricep, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're going to tape for a high hamstring issue, then you'd have to be on your side and I'd get the knee up almost as far as you could yeah, sure. towards the chest. And then you tape from the lower part of the glutes and then coming down to that upper part of that hamstring. And I'd probably oh, awesome. put a bit of tension on that, yeah. So I think that would probably be okay. Quite often uh, feels it during bowling. You have bowling in UK, right? Yeah, I mean, like cricket or baseball, no. No, bowling, like uh, you take a bowl, a bowling ball, it's a large 10-pound 10, 10 ball. Oh, yeah, like a 
10 pin bowling. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you roll Good. down the alley. Okay. So is that on her, I'll be on her left leg. Is she with her? She, Let's see. With the right yeah. arm. It'd yeah. be left leg probably. Yes. Yes. So left leg because, yeah, because you yeah, have a tissue there when she's bent. Yeah. So the, yes, so you are exactly right. Yeah so, that, yeah, so that hamstring is obviously eccentrically loading, it's lengthening, yes. Yes. allow you to almost adopt that sort of position. Yeah, so yeah, so tape will help it during the bowling, but obviously it's not going to fix anything. Um, so it's about trying to, 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 to you almost sort of have to mimic the motion that causes the symptoms without aggravating it. And there's a very fine line there, as you know. Sure. Um, so she don't have to mimic that motion because you, if she doesn't strengthen, it's like having a, like I've dislocated my shoulder twice, and um, and you almost need to take the shoulder into that position, laying on and almost like train it in that position. Otherwise, if you don't, the next time you're in the position is probably going to dislocate. Sure. So um, you almost have to mimic, mimic the motion that causes the symptom without irritating. Got you. you know I mean, so you almost have to do like eccentric loading because muscles are obviously stronger when they lengthen. That's what we were so doing with. That's what we were doing with her, but she wouldn't stick to her program, and and then you know sometimes she bowled. Yeah, and that's why the bowling yeah. it'd be good to protect it at least, you know, or, or someone manage yeah. it. Well, yeah, exactly. It's no different really to wearing like a, like a support. You know, like in rugby, the lads would right. wear padding. You know, the baseball, no, the American bowlers, uh, no, the Super Bowl teams would be all, a lot of them would be taped. Yeah, yeah. Because it's preventive. Yeah, and you could do the same for your wife. You could almost like tape to prevent. And you're probably yes. fine. Yes, you might feel it, but it might be more towards the end of the, the game. Right. Rather than maybe, maybe towards the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she'd be happier then because. Oh, fantastic. Because, yeah. Yeah. So that would work quite well, I reckon. Yeah. Did, did you have a third area you wanted to talk, to talk about with uh, K-tape or um, rock tape? Yeah, uh, yeah, like, like the foot pain. Um, like for over the years, I would always use the athletic tape to do like a plantar fasciitis. Mm -hmm. And I can see how that works. Um, but, you know, if you think about the foot as an, like an arch, mm -hmm. when we put the white stuff on, we're almost preventing the arch from collapsing. Mm -hmm. Now that will lead on to many other problems because you are preventing the natural biomechanics of the foot by restricting motion. Yeah. Yes. So it's okay if you if you walk into the shop and back and you've got your trainers on, but then with a K tip, you almost like you almost pre-stretch the foot and then you apply the tape in a pre-stretch position. So it's hard to say how that one actually works. But the, the, you know, the, the studies I've done with a lot of my own patients, it just seems to, to help. Yes, I might be looking at an OFOC short term just to control the foot a little bit. And yes, I might be looking at some, uh, some exercises for the intrinsics of the foot as well. But I think, you know, like if they see me on a Monday, I will probably take them and I'll say, let's leave it on till Friday. Mm -hmm. Take it off we'll, and then we'll reassess you on the Monday. And I like to think over the three to four weeks, you know, where we apply the tip, five days later, we take it off. It allows the tissue to sort of like settle down and heal a little bit because we are causing that microscopic lift yeah, around it. You know, it's gotcha. debatable um, in terms of the research here. But, you know, at the end of the day, if my patient says, John, it's helping and I'm happy, 
then obviously you know that relates to me you know to to, to you know because my patient sometimes to know to know i'm not interested in the you know the science behind how that particular thing works as long as you believe it's going to help exactly if i can say hand in heart it's going to help because i probably said those words and i'm positive and enthusiastic about it and obviously i take and i i, I you know, i've written books on it then i think well you know and psychologically wherever it's a psychosomatic feeling it does not matter because right. at the end of the day my patient has come to see me for for something a relief of symptoms and uh, and if they've got that through the application of k-tip then then i'm i'm happy as, as they are i imagine that one is also listed in your book that's I mean, in my book yeah so that's a very simple one that's almost in the first my that's the first one i would teach my therapist because it's a very simple technique to apply uh, and it looks it looks like this yeah so i normally would do one strip from the oh yeah from where the yeah. top yeah and i normally can you see the foot is already stretched sure and then i apply with a bit of stretch to that tape so the little star just indicates where the pain would be there sure and then i do another from the inside to the outside and then socks on shoes on most people wouldn't even know the tape is on sure. whereas with the athletic as soon as i apply the athletic tape it'll be limping right they'll be like oh my god i've got to walk with this on i'm like uh, well yeah uh, yeah because you know it's 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 you know you might get knee pain uh, but your foot pain will probably ease off uh, because you've altered the biomechanics you know structure causes alters function and and function alters yes. structure and, and that's almost like an osteopathic sort of like terminology right? or effects sure. you know, structure effect function and, and all that stuff yeah so if you change a it affects b um i'm going to skip a, a little bit here because I'm, we're running out of time and I want to cover some things um, that are, um, we talked, I talked about question number 10, where I, you're the body master. And as you're proving here, you're just a master clinician. And uh, Thank you. I, I really, it is so helpful to, to us to, to be able to hear how you think about problems and what you hmm. kind of rank as the best treatments for them. So can, can I give you some conditions and, and, um, Anything. yeah. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, why don't we talk about neck pain? How do you usually approach okay. that? Well, it depends on, because a lot of neck pain, is it like, um, like a structural issue directly within the neck? Um, or is it potentially coming from another source? Mm -hmm. Um, like for instance, if a person is like a like a lady comes to see me, uh, this is many years ago now, and she walked into my clinic, and her, her arm was in, over her shoulder like this, and she walked uh -huh. in to see me like this, and I was thinking to myself because I've seen it before. I I always say to my therapist, but uh, I think I've seen almost every musculoskeletal injury there is to see, but I don't. I haven't seen it just once, you know. Like I've seen sure. a hamstring tendon probably about five hundred times, an ankle sprains, you know, a thousand, you know, sure. Take. Um, so I'm thinking to myself, more likely that's a neck problem, mm -hmm. but causing a pain in her arm. So she wouldn't say to me, she has neck pain. She wouldn't actually say to me, my arm is painful. And then a lot of therapists might treat the arm because it's radiating down. You know, it depends Correct. on who you were trained. If you've done medical osteopathy, chiropractic, physiotherapy, say in UK, the training is three to five years dependent. If you've done, say, sports massage, the training might be, you know, 10 weekends over one year. Sure. So it wouldn't cover like, so like, like, like disc pathology within the neck. So there's, there's obviously hundreds.
because of, of reasons to relate to the neck. But in terms of simplistic things, most neck issues tend to be around three particular levels. C4 and C, you know, there's seven cervical vertebra, but they tend to be a problematic between C4 and five, five and six, and six and seven. So whenever I always ask, you know, do you have any sort of like, whenever someone says, oh, John, my neck hurts, I would always test them using my patella hammer to make sure there's no neurological involvement. And I'd always do a questionnaire around, do you have any symptoms in the fingers, any weakness in the arm, any numbness, any tingling, all the usual things like that. And if the answer is no, and I haven't had any arm pain, numbness, tingling, weakness, then possibly we can then focus on the neck. Now, the problem is with the neck is, if you see an osteopath or chiropractor, more than likely they are going to manipulate that part of the neck. Sure. Now, yeah, the downside is you've got to ask yourself the question, why might you have neck pain in the first place? Is it because like, you know, you're in this, so again, there's a symptom and, and an effect. Right. Okay? You know, if you were sitting in front of your computer eight hours of every day, and I only massage and manipulate your neck, it's not really going to get any better because it almost needs to be corrective. Look at why they've got pain in the first place. And I don't like to manipulate where they've got the symptoms. So if they've got, say, elbow, arm, forearm pain into the area here, I might say it's coming from the C6 in your neck, you know, the mm -hmm. lower part of the neck. And I think, well, if I manipulate C6, I could actually make it worse. Yes, I could make it better. But maybe that's the symptom and the cause is that below and above the neck, you know, the upper part of the neck, maybe where the headaches might form, the C1 and 2, the top part, mm -hmm. and the lower part meets the thoracic, they might be restricted. So, um, so I would normally get them to do simple movements, like looking left, you know, the standard stuff, looking, you know, can you look over your right shoulder? Does looking over your right shoulder when you're driving or left shoulder in, in your country, I guess? Yeah. Because uh, we drive different sides. Yeah. So, so right. in the UK, we'd be looking, um, you know, when you're reversing that sort of thing, does that sort of cause pain in the shoulder? And more likely it's coming from an irritation of the, the little joints called the facet joints. And that could be causing it around there. Um, but then if you've, only, if, you, if you've slept awkward and you've woken up and then you can't turn the neck left and right and you, and you don't normally have symptoms, then that could just be a simple, you know, muscle guarding, muscle spasm. And then a technique like muscle energy techniques could, could work very well for that. I always find um, everybody has a, has a reservoir of compensation. And for some people, that reservoir is very, you know, it's like, uh, like in UK, it's like Lake Windermere, 14 miles long and it'll never run out but for some sure. people it's very small so sometimes you go oh i'm starting to get like a like a like a stiff neck more often than i used to yeah you know and, and little things like that you know I'm, my uh, my arm on, on more of a regular basis seems to be a bit strange you know i've got this strange feeling in my arm you know my fingers feel a bit numb do you know what i mean so so you might have what we call a cervical radiculopathy where it's like a radiation but most of the time is normally where the disc and you've got 23 discs, one of the discs is being irritated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got many prolapse or herniated or bulging. It's lots of things, really. I've got a video on, on, on all the differences. And if it touches the nerve, simply speaking, if it touches the nerve, where that nerve goes to, like the sciatic nerve, it's going to hurt in your leg and your calf and your foot. Yeah. So that's a sciatic pain. But if it goes into the arm, then obviously it could be touching a, you know, a C5 nerve root. And where yes. that nerve goes to, we give you like shoulder pain or hand pain, or if it's on a, on a specific nerve, like a lot of people say, oh, I've got carpal tunnel. 
So carpal tunnel, I think everybody has heard the term, they might not know what it is, but you know, it might be a neck problem, but it might not be because the carpal tunnel is located obviously here between four bones, if you like, and then where the, the nerve, the median nerve goes in, uh, if that median nerve is irritated by the finger tendons, you normally have a like a tenosynovitis because you, you use them a lot. That swells, right. the nerve gets compressed, and then you've got altered sensation to the thumb, index, middle, and half a ring finger all in here. So if you don't, if you have tingling to the little finger, is it's never going to be carpal tunnel because it's a different nerve. That's it, like the ulnar nerve, but it might be coming from the other tunnel or the canal in in the wrist in here. So it's just trying to work out is the symptom from the neck. Yeah, you know, if a person says, well, when I turn my neck one way, it hurts in my arm, shoulder, hand, more likely it's it's neck problem. Um, so then you'd obviously want to be focusing on the neck because the arm is just where the symptoms are. And if you treat the arm, you're not, you're never going to, you're never going to fix anything. Do you, um, with carpal tunnel, do you subscribe to the uh, situation where you might have a double crush syndrome? syndrome oh, yeah, where yeah. You... Well, exactly. So you might have a neck pathology, right? Yeah, but then you might have, you know, you know, like, like, as it says, double crush. So you've got an irritation at A, but you've got an irritation at B. And, and the problem is for surgeons now is because surgeons, my friend had it done. So she had the decompression for the carpal mm -hmm. tunnel, but it made no difference. Yeah. So they believe that she had a double crush. So, so sure. they, they were looking at the, at the median nerve, because it comes from C5 to T1. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. got like C5, C6, T1 where it comes out. So it's like a, a multitude. It's like lots of fingers become one nerve in the hand. Yeah, so if you've got anything in here, like the scaling muscles are tight, right? Or the or the, the rib is elevated, or you know, there's lots of reasons why that could be. It's just trying to find out why, because sometimes you might not get the answer, because an MR scan might not show it. Right, exactly. I, I, you know, that's why I'm I'm anxious to get your book, The Vital Nerves, because I want to yeah. see what your approach is going to be on that for a lot of things. Yeah, that's, that's probably my best one to date, I would say. Uh, loads of QR codes in there, uh, load, like the pictures in here, uh, like the pictures are pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, like this, like the dermatomes. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. So we spent ages um, just going through all of this. And I've got carpal tunnel. I've got, I'm not sure where it is. Um, but, uh, you know, like I talk about discs in there. So even for the lay person, it's not an expensive book. Like in UK, it's only £20, so it's like $25. Mm -hmm. So for a medical book, it's not much money. Um, and it's perfect for, you know, if there's someone has, has arm, neck pain, then to spend a, a short amount, you know, a small amount of money, um, they could learn quite a bit from it. Uh, and then more likely, they would pass it on to like someone medical in the family. Do you know what I mean? Right, so, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if it was $100, they probably go, well, I'm not going to buy it. Right, right. Too much. Whereas no, for twenty dollars, twenty five, absolute uh, bargain. So yeah, yeah. Um, so what, one, of the, in one of the uh, popular videos on our channel is people who have painful trigger points or pain yeah. up in the upper traps. How is what is your approach to that usually? Well, if you think about like trigger points. Um, um, like trigger points mainly comes from like Jeanette Travell. Yeah, I think uh, yes. she was the yes. president um, um, medical doctor. Um, yes. F. F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy. Yeah, so Travell, Travell and Simmons, who obviously divine, devised the trigger point methodology, if you mm -hmm. like. Yeah, that's where they come from because she was treating the president before he was a president. 
uh, and then with the treatment of trigger points and then he then employed her as uh, his personal physician i uh, see janet Travell. um so so trigger points because a lot of people might not believe in their concept right because how do you physically prove because you can see a monultrasound yeah you know they're not there on ct mr scans or things like that but obviously when when you press a particular point more often than not they are going to refer to a distant site so you might press something you go oh my god that causes me like a headache yeah or you press in the back of your shoulder and you go oh i feel that down my arm yeah so there must be a link of something yeah but links are now trigger points obviously develop in what we call the postural muscles yes. so the muscles like the trapezius the deep neck one like levator the hamstrings the quads yeah things like that and the pectoral muscles they typically, not always, but they typically form in muscles that are prone to becoming short. So when a muscle becomes short, it's almost like dysfunctional in some ways because you've got a short muscle and then the opposite muscle will be long. Now, if you treat the trigger points by like pressing and holding, they call it like, you can call it trigger point release. They call it like ischemic pressure or, you know, as many terms you can use, but basically you press it. Yeah, and you're almost pressing like for, for almost like a minute. Uh, until the symptom like eases um but the downside is if you only press it feels you get a relief from that yeah because you might find that um you know the, the headache might reduce or the arm pain might reduce but if, in reality it'll probably come back because you're only treating the muscles that are prone to shortening so you'd almost want to once you've done the trigger point you want to almost like want to then lengthen the muscle so if, if you look at a trapezius one here and you just do a simple pinch grip on that, so you pinch it. And mm. even like now when I feel it, I can feel that radiate into the back of my, my ear Yeah, when mm -hmm. I do that. And that, I would get some relief from just by gripping because the idea is, is to do with like with the, the calcium in the cell. And then by gripping, you cause like, like lack of blood. And then suddenly when you let go, blood then rushes in. So it potentially disperses part of that formation of that, of, of, of that, that painful site. It's, it's imperative then, but you'd almost want to then lengthen the muscle. So once you've done the trigger point, you then almost want to just stretch it out a little bit. And you could use like a simple MET. And an MET means muscle energy, which means that if you contract the muscle, so if I pushed for 10 seconds, which then causes the, they call it like a PIR, which basically means it's an isometric contraction. Mm -hmm. And after you contract the bicep, it then has a relaxation period. It's to do with what we call the, the, the Golgi tendon organs within. It's quite complex in some ways. But if I suddenly stretch my neck, I go, oh God, feel a good stretch. But the spindles, which protect you, you know, when you drive and you get this naughty dog, it's the yes. spindles in the neck that stretch and go, oh, oh, damage, damage, contract. Set up that oop, sure, drive. Yeah, so it's that naughty dog when you drive is the spindle response. So when you contract the muscle, you override the spindle response, and you normally do it for about 10 seconds, 20% effort, and then that allows you then to then stretch the muscle safely without the spindles coming in. And gotcha. then that is what they call a muscle energy technique, and it works very well for like the postural muscles like the trapezius. So once you've done the trigger point, you can then contract the muscle for 10 and then slowly lengthen and hold for 20 seconds. 
and then that will then deactivate the trigger point um, to an, and it has an effect on that. And then so that's that, energy technique. That's listed yeah. in your book. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was devised by an osteopath in uh, Mitchell uh, back in the, like the, so like the 1960s, give or take. Um, Again, these are pearls of wisdom to me. These are, yeah. I just love this stuff. Um, yeah. I'm going so to give. It's my pop, most popular, out of all the books I've written, because I've probably written that a little bit more simplistic compared to say maybe, I do have a book on a pelvis, um, which is pretty full on. Um, so that's yes. like anatomy of the pelvis on the spine. So it's very good. Uh, but more likely that's for the therapist. Uh, but then the, the layperson can read that. Again, it's not expensive. If they, if sure. they like back pain or SI pain you know, or even hip problems, uh, they could read that one. But I'm doing another book on, 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 um, on the hip uh, in, in a year or so. And then also- Oh, awesome. Knee. Yeah, but I'm doing a book at the moment on the spine. So the vertebral, uh, I think I'm going to call it the vital spinal column. Or the vertebral column, so I'll be out probably next next year. And I'm also doing an addition to about MET, where you have QR codes. Oh, nice! So like the stuff here, you know, so you know you can just look at the picture, uh, like with the MET, uh, you can just look at some of the pictures. Evo, this is written. This is written in 2011, actually. Uh, like the hamstring ones, you know, it's uh, like this one in here, is it? Now oh, this is a gastro. But, uh, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, well, John, I want to certainly invite you to yeah. be on when you uh, publish those books so we can talk about them. Yeah. These pictures are a bit small, but you know, oh, they're yeah. very simple. To, yeah. But I'm probably with the addition two, we're going to have a bit more um, link to the video. So if people are not sure, they can just use a phone. And then an MET is very safe to use. Uh, and I probably would have used a MET with, with most of my patients somewhere. You know, if I'm going to do a neck before before maybe manipulate and the patient is a bit nervous i might just say well just gently look to the right for 10 seconds and relax and because then they go through this relaxation period it then allows me as the osteopath to then safely change the position absolutely and the patient and is not is not like tensing up so they they work really well just to form because once you contract the muscle it automatically has to relax right yeah it's like it's, it's like all and none theory contract Relax. You know, it's like most things in life, isn't it? You know, you're up and you're down. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Upstream and downstream. That's what you said. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm going to throw one more at you. And uh, okay. um, lateral epicondylitis. Got okay. some, a lot of people that suffer from that. Tennis elbow, the layperson. Yeah, they do indeed. That's a tricky one to treat sometimes because. When you think of the, the mechanics of that, you know, there's like about five attachments here and they call it the common extensor origin. So you've got lots of muscles that blend, you know, you've got like fingers, if you like, that go to one little point called the lateral epicondyle of the humerus in here. And there's one particular tendon, I think the study shows something like 97 percent, even like 95 percent. And it's mainly from the extensor carpi radialis brevis. So it's one out of all of them, there's normally like one tendon called the ERCB that normally causes a problem. So basically, if you if you resist extension of the wrist, but in particular, if you resist middle finger extension, and that causes pain, then more than likely it's that little tendon. Because what you have to understand is, is that if the resisted motion of the wrist or the finger does not cause pain in the elbow, 
more than likely the pain is caused by another structure because the neck can cause a pain in the elbow and you think oh i've got a tennis elbow but it's not you treat tennis elbow with a steroid it makes no difference you tape it it makes no difference you do the mm -hmm. exercises makes no difference because the problems come from c6 in your neck that's causing the elbow pain so you know to confirm the, the tennis elbow you almost have to confirm it by lifting the kettle you know when you go to lift the kettle it's like oh that is painful so that would be the very simple test for that awesome now to treat it is not that easy because where it attaches is very painful and then when you friction it is irritating what i sometimes think is is that it's an imbalance between this and this. So these, these are the flexors which get very strong and tight because we're using them. Mm -hmm. Whereas the extensors don't. Because if you've got something like a, a drop wrist here, then, then you almost need the extensors to allow you to grip. Like if I grip my hand now, I'm very weak. Right. So the extensors lift the wrist to grip. Yeah, like that. So they're almost holding you almost like in an isometric position. But if these muscles here are working too much, you know, these flexors, mm -hmm. then these become too strong, too tight. And then now these become almost lengthened. And if you only focus on the symptoms of the elbow, more than likely you'll be treating this month, next month, the month after, and so on. So it tends to hang around quite a bit. You also, you know, if you, if you do have it, you almost have to look at the radial head as well. Yeah, you know, where the radius... Um, it's almost like a, a, an annular ligament uh, where, where, you, where you're able to do this, this motion where you pronate and supinate. You almost like there's a condition called, uh, I think it's called nursemaid's elbow, um, where you've got your child in the supermarket and you pull them. Yeah. And then, because yes. yeah. And then the, right. the radius can almost like pull slightly from yes. the annular ligament. And then they almost have a tennis elbow pain. But they don't because it's just that sort of like, change of it's almost like a sublux it's almost like a semi-dislocated radius that causes almost like a like a phantom tennis elbow so if your child says you might be because you pulled it on so you almost have to find out if it's truly coming from the tissue of the epicondyle or is it from a referred source so that would be like the starting point um like like you know if you turn your neck and it hurts in your elbows and you know it could well be but it's a neck in terms of treatment, it's not that easy. Um, steroid does work, but you know I'm not a fan of having a steroid on every single tennis mm -hmm. elbow that I treat. Um, I do look at lengthening the flexor muscles, and then I probably would give them a like an eccentric exercise to do, um, where they would lift their arm up, and they have like a light weight and slowly only lower it sure. over like the, the edge of a chair, and they lift it up or a table, and they lower it down, and they lift it up. And they lower it down. Got you. Yeah. So you're almost just trying to work it to lengthen. And, and if you irritate it, uh, you normally use like a polystyrene cup full of water and you freeze it. Yeah. Take it up for freeze an hour, cut off the top rim, and then turn it upside down. And then you've got a, basically a self ice massager. And that works really well because ice, yeah, naturally reduces because it stimulates, well, it, 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 it overrides, if you like, the pain gate theory. So, um, so if you reduce the, 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 the pain, whether using ice or heat, um, then it can block the sort of pain gate theory, as I would say. So ice is very good. Um, and also if you've irritated with the exercise or if you've done a bit of friction work, then ice is very good at, at controlling it. Sure. Um, so soft tissue work on the, and also these muscles in here, and these could be like a self technique. 
where you almost like put your fingers into the tissues and then you basically just rotate your hand oh. and then you just glide in through because even though you've got an elbow pain here, when you feel these tendons, sure. they are normally always fibrotic, thickened, and they're always normally tender. When I press in there, you'll probably find there's a trigger point in here as well. So, and it's like where the tendons attach. It's almost like if, it, if I pull this, if I pull the tissue, you can see that if these are contracting, you might get the problem here. So these are already contracted and thickened and fibrotic, then these almost need working. But you can do that. You can see I'm doing that myself. With a tiny little bit of oil, like olive oil or something, you don't need that because you've got oil in your skin. Mm -hmm. I can just work through that. And that works really well. And you can do that. Also, almost like self-techniques. And things like that work quite well. Um, that is it, awesome. it is looking at it. That is just terrific. One. Terrific stuff. I just love this stuff. Um, well, I promise to be respectful of your time, so I'm going to stop there. But I, I, I certainly hope to have it on again because you just, this is just such terrific information. Again, uh, if you want to check out John, uh, check him out at his website, www.johngibbonsbodymaster.co.uk. And he's got his uh, uh, YouTube site. Just uh, look for John Gibbons Osteopath. And... Uh, um, and you can find all of his books on, on Amazon. And again, a prolific writer and terrific books, really. I've, I've got two more coming, so I can't wait to get to them. So, Excellent. Well, well, thank you, John. Well, thank you so much for being on. Anyway, whenever we get the new books, we can, we'll, we'll send them out to you. So I, I hope fine. you will. I hope you will. Yes, thank you very much.